Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I am your host, Matt Brady. Joined, you know, once again, Adam, you're back. It's I'm back. Is it? It's still Wolfman Jams on Twitter, well, correct? Well, kind of. I, 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 um, well, Twitter, my Twitter, which I finally got back to, and God knows how long, is still my old King of Fuzz style. That's right. Uh, tag yes. because anyone that has probably gotten tired of me coming on here and announcing that I have a new tag, but I promise, guys. Just give me one more chance, and I'm not going to do it again. I swear to God, I'll do better. But King of Fuzz style on Twitter, Instagram, I did change it one more time. Adam 12 old nickname, don't ask. It's a long story, but I promise. That's what we're I'm not going to change it this time, I swear to God. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, and hey, we have on today my main partner in crime as... Uh, you guys, uh, as and I run, you know, several podcasts together, Bend the Knee, Heroes of the Horn, The Matt and Ez Show. And what f- is so fitting today is Hyperspace Hangout, where Ez and I hang out in hyperspace and talk all things Star Wars. He is on Twitter at Womprat underscore 2M. Ez, how are we doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing good. I didn't even, you know, know that we could change our handles. Okay, okay. so I'm now wondering, <laughs> I'm over here thinking like, what? I, I'm scheming. And again, I, you know, I, I know that throws people off. But man, it's fun to kind of come up with a new, yeah. a new thing, you know, so it's just, yeah. that's, that's funny. But yeah, that's, it's I'm excited. Game. It's a dangerous game. It is. <laughs> I, well, I can tell it's like, it's like, once you start down that path, Forever will it dominate your destiny, you know? Some kind of like, oh, shoot, I got to be, you know, got to yeah. be careful. And uh, you can do it for free where it's like you don't want to change your Xbox gamer tag or anything because you have to pay for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually, funny story on at Womprat underscore 2M. Back in the day, uh, I think it was my, uh, well, it still is my, for PlayStation, uh, right, Matt? Isn't that my, yep. uh, I'm not sitting here, I should know, but right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think so. Well, uh and then Xbox is where I first kind of came up with the handle, which is yeah. wild. Well, yeah, because as and I um, and as has been on to, to talk about this before is our our love for Destiny, and that was really it was like all right, we got into hardcore online oh, gaming, man. and so as bought a PlayStation Four literally just to play Destiny, and then our buddy Tom did, and he is his is Wookie mistake. Yeah. Uh, so and it's like it's all all star all Star Wars themed. It's all good, and then and then uh, we you know we played played tons of Battlefront on there. But um, guys, we are talking Star Wars today. It is Mandalorian season. God, I'm in love with Mandalorian season two. Uh, uh, anything and everything, Baby Yoda. I I mean, the entire series of Mandalorian could just be Baby Yoda eating eggs, and I would watch it. <laughs> 
I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I would, oh, yeah. I would, I would watch it. Adam, what do you, I mean, just real quick here before we dive into the games, um, because I haven't really talked about it yet so far uh, about season two, Mandalorian, man. What do you, what do you like? I'm in love, man. And uh, the, the first episode was so much fun. And, you know, if, if anyone hasn't seen it, potential spoilers, the crate dragon bit and the pearl, like them, like all I kept thinking about were my days playing KOTOR. And it's just that, that, Pearl spoke volumes to me because I remember in Kotor, it's it's not like the great crate dragon like you see in the episode. It's just like a regular crate dragon. But when you beat it, I got a pearl, a crate dragon pearl, and upgraded my lightsaber with it. So, kind of makes you wonder what's gonna happen here, yeah. you know? So that got me pretty uh, jazzed up. I was so excited, and of course, um, we had uh, original Boba Fett. Well, well, not the original. Um, Actor, right, right, right. But, yeah. but you know what I yeah. mean. Um, I forget his. I forget. Tamar Morrison. Though. Yeah. Tamar Morrison. At the end, it took me a minute to realize it was him. Uh, you know, with all the the makeup and and the aging, of course. But what that, that was awesome. Episode two. I have a thing about spiders, so that kind of like <laughs> uh, <laughs> made my skin crawl a little bit. But um, I loved the callback to the prison episode with mm-hmm. the uh the prison heist episode so that was that was pretty cool but the, the latest episode with you know we haven't seen death watch since like rebels or clone right. wars so that was just you know bo-katan like how about that and you know as as a wrestling fan of course to see sasha, sasha banks, banks. Thrown in the mix so so good i i just have so many thoughts rolling through my head and once we found out that they were looking for obviously uh, the dark saber it just raises so many more questions um, i'm just ready to roll here man i am i am so in and we heard the mention of ashoka so that yeah um, yeah it's it's on fire so far yeah it's yeah. it's good i'm yeah i'm yeah. loving mandalorian i'm i cannot wait for we're recording this on uh thursday and so tomorrow will be the uh t- yeah tomorrow will be episode four um yeah guys but hey that's what we're talking today we are doing a star wars episode been wanting to do this one um for a good while and now is the perfect time um to kind of do it uh we do have some new star wars games that have you know come out recently squadrons which may be one of the games we talk about today uh, but we've each picked two games um and i am gonna go first here so uh the game i have up first is a game uh i've talked about before um, and that is Star Wars Episode One: Jedi Power Battles. My God, the amount of hours I poured into this game as a kid. I, 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 episode One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, you know, when I was when I was growing up, I watched God the the remastered versions on VHS. Had like the Vader box. You know, with uh, yeah. four, four, five, and six. Watched them over and over and over again. Um, absolutely loved them. But then, you know, uh, com- going into, you know, 1999, right, when episode one was coming out, um, just all of the merchandise. I remember having the, the – there were Pepsi cans and Mountain Dew cans that had all of the characters on them. And I remember seeing, wow, this young Obi-Wan and this young Anakin and the guy that did it for me more than anything, who is my – to this day, my favorite Star Wars character, although Baby Yoda is really – 
starting to push it up there um is uh is Qui-Gon Jinn Liam Neeson who as and I talked about this the other day we know we're we know we're supposed to get an Obi-Wan we're getting an Obi-Wan little mini series Disney all I'm saying is go get Liam Neeson have him appear as Qui-Gon in a for as a force ghost in that it would be epic it would be amazing we would all absolutely love it but episode one Jedi power battles is um it's kind of interesting actually it's you know when you're talking about licensed video games typically you won't see two games made um that covered like that are the exact same topic coming out at the exact same time uh and that is also there is a game called Star Wars Episode 1 and the the Phantom Menace and they came out at the exact same time um both for PlayStation although Episode 1 Jedi Power Battles in my opinion is by far the superior game uh, and there are different versions of it, but just, so just it's kind of interesting that that came out at the, at the same time, and they're both just episode one. Um, and that one is a little more streamlined. You're really just playing as as Qui Gon and Obi Wan in in Star Wars Episode One. Um, some people actually prefer it better. I think, you know, I actually think the game sucks. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's, it's not it's not very good in my opinion. Um, and Jedi Power Battles is by far the better game. There are three different versions of um, Jedi Power Battles. There is the PlayStation version, there is the Dreamcast version, and then there is a Game Boy Advance version. So the Game Boy Advance version obviously is like is kind of it's is kind of its own thing. It's good uh, for being a Game Boy Advance game, but there are better. There are certainly better. Um, action games on the Game Boy Advance and there's actually a better Star Wars game on the Game Boy Advance uh, in Star Wars Episode 3 um, and that if you're going to play a Star Wars game on the Game Boy Advance that's where you have to go so um, I'm going to be talking mostly about the PlayStation version there are some differences between the PlayStation and Dreamcast version it's mostly in screen resolution um, and then some of the graphics are a little bit cleaner, but really, uh, the Dreamcast version kind of loses some of the atmosphere, uh, that the PlayStation version has, even though it's running on not as high of hardware. It's just one of those things where it just feels better on the PlayStation is really the, the only way I can just, um, describe it. So, um, but for all intents and purposes are the same. It's just kind of graphical, um, uh, differences. So it is a um, it's an action kind of platform game as well as maybe you want kind of want to consider it to be um, a beat 'em up. Um, you know, it does it goes over the entire story of episode one. Um, but one of the cool things is is that you can pick from like a handful of characters. Uh, you can um, play as Qui Gon, Obi Wan, um, Plu Kloon. Um, even uh, Mace Windu, and uh, they all have different Jedi powers. Um, like Obi Wan has uh, Force Speed, Qui Gon has a Force Push. Mace Windu is by far uh, like the most OP character <laughs> in in the game, and that his Jedi power is like this crazy thing where he just kind of like sits there and meditates, and this lightsaber literally just like spins all around him. Uh, and actually, kind of interesting, he uses a blue lightsaber in the game because it. They hadn't yet made the decision to give him a purple lightsaber in episode two. So it is really like one of the only pieces of Star Wars content where you'll see Mace Windu with a blue lightsaber as opposed to the purple. So that's kind of cool. Um, 
you know, you play through a handful of levels, and then at the end, you fight uh, Darth Maul, uh, and you can actually unlock Darth Maul, who is then by far the best character in the game. Uh, like, it's not even close. <laughs> like, um, as well as uh, K. Ida Mundi um, is also unlockable. Um, there's sections where you're in, like, um, Theed and Naboo, and you can actually get into, like, the, um, the battle tank, and you kind of use it a little bit. Um, you can probably beat the game if you're if you're playing if you're playing um, you can there's multiplayer as well uh, but if you're just playing um, by yourself I mean if you're probably like two hours or so but it's got a lot of replay value to go back and play with these different characters um, it obviously uses the soundtrack for the movie so you know Duel of Fates all of that stuff is there and uh, it's great and whether you're playing on the Dreamcast or the PlayStation One I think either way you're gonna have a really um, good time. Um, they're both different. I actually just played them recently uh, through through emulation this past weekend because as and I were just kind of hanging out working on uh, some hyperspace content. And I was like, let me download these and just kind of dive back into them a little bit here. Um, and so they're just they're they're just different. Um, the Dreamcast version will actually play at sixty FPS um, as opposed to the thirty. But oddly enough, I feel like I, in my opinion, I think the thirty. Uh, actually works works better for the for the for the playstation just again some of the jumping is not timed as well in the in the dreamcast and stuff like that but it's a great game um you find it for pretty cheap out out in the wild i did uh and man it's just the it's just the nostalgia i used to play this in the mornings before i would go to school get you know plow through plow through plow through some of some of the levels um and, and and stuff like that so absolutely great game yeah um, Jedi Power Battles, just, you know, I totally forgot that Mace Windu's lightsaber wasn't purple in that game because I would use him, obviously, because of that little swoosh it's, attack thing. He could yeah, do it's so ridiculous. Of course, <laughs> uh, Plokun I used a lot as well. I loved how I feel like the developers of that game got very creative with, um, their boss battles because it wasn't stuff you would you would see in the movie it was kind of like like these boss battles were like things that were specifically made for like that mm-hmm. game like it was like be like a special droid you'd never seen before and stuff like that so that was a cool aspect um i just remember it being a very unforgiving game yeah like it, yeah. it, it was hard for me to, <laughs> yeah i don't think i ever beat it actually i i definitely gave up i i didn't know about a Game Boy Advance version, actually, that that you brought up, I, I, I guess that just totally flew under my radar. Um, not that this has to do with the game, but I, I love that you say that Phantom Menace is your favorite Star Wars movie. You know, I, I just always appreciate it when people aren't afraid to say that yeah. they like <laughs> you know any of the prequel movies. I, I love the prequel movies, yeah. and yeah. um, ep, it's. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but Episode One is definitely my favorite of the prequels, actually, as well. Um, I did not know Kiari Mundi was um, an unlockable character as well, but I guess I wouldn't have known that because I never, like I said, I never completed the game. Right? Or anything yeah, like that. yeah. But um, I uh, the levels were cool. Um, I remember. I think one of the first levels you're in, you're in like the. Um, the battle droid factory mm-hmm. like that they have. And um, I just remember fighting like this droid that was basically on like steroids or something like at one point. And I, I remember I was, I was a kid. 
obviously when this game came out and I remember thinking to myself, how am I ever supposed to beat something like this? But <laughs> you get through, but it only just gets harder from there. Right. But yeah, that's a great choice though. Power battles. I, I, and I think it's, it was very popular when it came out, but now I just feel like it's so aged overlooked. Yeah. yeah. Oh stuff, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me jump in here on this because <clears throat> if you flip, uh, like I, I put up some images of the the case, and literally I'm having flashbacks, guys, to when I used to play this game. This was I I, I played this game a lot actually, and because um, I thought I was like, wait a second, aren't isn't there a Coruscant level? Mm-hmm. I, I, I said to myself, there has to be a Coruscant level because I was thinking, I remember being there, and I, I searched it put up the images and boom, I'm like right back there where you're jumping. You don't want to fall down. There's, there's a lot of jumping. There is a this, lot of jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Like indeed you're jumping on the ledges and you're doing different things like that. And so, and it was, you know, could, could be, could be difficult. Um, I used to think I was so cool because I knew some of like Mace Windu's powers, right? I understood what the various Jedi, what their, what I called their strengths were. You know, I knew what the lightsaber colors were. If you'd be at school and, I could tell kids based on this video game that they hadn't played that I knew a little bit more <laughs> about episode one. <laughs> so that, that's, that's kind of the, cause I remember like, like, uh, and I used to play it with my sister. This is no joke. I mean, I, I would, my sister loved playing video games still does. Um, Matt knows this. She plays destiny with us from time to time and, and mm-hmm. she, she loves it. But, uh, it, and she's, I, I get frustrated and we'll just give up if it gets too difficult or too hard. And she will sit there and play it over and over and over again uh it goes back to her days of playing tomb raider and she would figure it out for me and then she'd show me how to get through it i'd be like all right cool let's go let's let's grab those controllers and let's get back after it and we would play this game uh together now on the back of of the the case it says deflect defeat destroy okay yeah uh so i and i remember the um the deflection you had to wait until that blaster bolt got right on you in the last second if you hit you know I was R R two or or whatever or right. L one of the one of the buttons right and then boom you could you could deflect that right back at the battle droid and destroy that droid and it was just so it was so cool it was it was so sick you felt like you were, um, you know that you almost needed to call upon the force to have that like quick reaction <laughs> to like yeah you know deflect yeah. that blaster bolt back and you're like there we go yeah so. it's certainly it's certainly the first Star Wars game that I remember where the lightsaber combat was good and it was like the first game that i felt like as a running around as a jedi you felt like a jedi um because some of the games that came before this were like the the super star wars trilogy on the super nintendo which is absolutely brutal uh it's like one of the most difficult i mean (laughs) it is like an absolute it is so hard that 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 series um and there's certainly games that come later which actually i don't want to spoil because i i picked one and i know adam picked one as well um, where it got improved, but to me, this is the first one I remember that really started where I, I felt like, oh, hey, this is what being a Jedi in a in a video game um, should certainly look and 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 feel like, right? I mean, you know, it's like because before this, you know, because this is really one of the to me, this is really one of the it is one of the first three D like Star Wars games as a Jedi. There, there was like there was like yeah. ba- um uh, Masters of Terrace Kasi, which is a fighting game, which is not very good. Um, and I've, I've, as and I've as and I've talked about that game. Um, that, but, that's, that game's an interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to call it. 
It yeah. was an interesting experiment. To say the <laughs> yeah, <least. laughs> yeah, but but certainly because you know there. Um, well, no, I don't want to spoil one of your other games, Adam. But you know, there's like um, there's dark forces and stuff like that. But that's more of a first person shooter. And then later you get into that kind of Jedi stuff as the, as that as that series progresses. Um, but yeah, so for me, this is like boom. It's it it still is one I I consider at I in my top ten. It's it's kind of towards the bottom because there's been a lot of other really 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 good Star Wars games. Um, I don't know that I would say it is a top ten Star Wars game because there's just so many now. Um, but I, I, I think I think it is definitely one that I, if people want to go back and 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 play something and like this, you should you should look no further than uh, Episode One Jedi Power Battles. So, all right, hey Adam, I will toss it over to you. Yeah, before before I start with um. I was trying to decide which one I was going to pick first, and I, I think I'm going to go with uh, – I'm, I'm going to do this in chronological order. But I wanted to say really quick, uh, as I'm really glad you brought up uh, that uh, deflect uh, thing on the back of the case because oh, yeah. that was definitely my biggest downfall in <laughs> power battles because I could not time that right for the life of me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm getting some painful memories here. But all right. Uh I'm going to start off with um, – it's interesting because I was deciding between this game and Rebel Assault 2. I have a real soft spot for Rebel Assault 2, but I'm going to go with uh, the more popular choice, uh, Shadows of the Empire on N64. One of the first N64 games I ever played, um, and I think this might have been the first Star Wars game actually I ever played as well, like ever. So – I was I was so confused to learn that I wouldn't be playing as someone like Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. You know, of course, the main crew in the movies and stuff like that. Um, but if my memory serves correctly, um, I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, comic reader, but I think there was a Shadows of the Empire comic first, I think. Which I think is why they decided to make this game go in the in the direction it uh, went in. So uh, Shadows of the Empire, for those that uh, might not know, um, it takes place in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and you're you're kind of seeing a uh, behind the scenes backstory of a uh, a rebel agent named uh, Dash Rendar who kind of has his hand in um luke getting to jabba's palace and uh sort of like them you know them being able to get the han solo but the game takes its its, its own story as a whole though like there's a um there's like a a death star like a space station called skyhook um that you have to destroy at the end of the game. And um, I remember this game being very unforgiving as well. Um, the You have to time your jumps right. You know, a lot of jumping, a lot of shooting. Um, and, and, of course, you have to remember this is an older game, so the controls are ex- extremely robust. You, you, like, really had to, like, know when and where, like, basically your enemies were coming. I remember having to refight Boba Fett so many times in that jetpack battle. That was just absolutely grueling. Um, the game kind of starts, uh, you're doing a, an escape from Echo Base. You're actually doing a, um, you're doing the whole, um, 
a snow speeder against um, uh, AT-ATs and ATSTs, and it's like it kind of goes through like stages. The first level, like first, you have to destroy some like probe droids, which is like easy peasy. But uh, then after that, it's like ATSTs, mm-hmm. and then after that, you have to do um, both ATSTs and um, ATATs. I remember that. I remember that just going on forever. Um, I remember having to go to Ord Mantel, um, and that would be uh, my first uh, experience seeing uh, IG-88, because you have to fight him uh, at the end of uh, that level, because um, I hadn't seen the special edition of Empire yet with the added scenes where you see IG-88 actually with the rest of the bounty hunters because in the original cut you actually don't see him you just see people like uh zuckus and um forlom and um oh god what's his name i'm trying to total yeah or, yeah. yeah uh but uh it, it's still a great game and i would go back to it as many times as i could up until i lost my uh n64 I loved the Outrider, you know, you kind of, it, it was very, of course, reminiscent of the uh, Millennium Falcon, those Karelian cruiser type deals, basically. Um, the vehicle gameplay was uh, pretty tight. I remember at one point, you have to handle a swoop bike as well. Um, that that was, a, that was a pretty good level. Um, the, uh, the Skyhook level, I think I remember, you have to fly through like certain tunnels like like through the skyhook and keep passing through oh, much yeah. like how yeah. they did the death star like trench or like when they in um return of the jedi basically they you know they had to fly into the death star itself so um it uh it works off the movies pretty well um but it was on the n64 so you kind of had these uh kind of like slideshow based like cutscenes, basically right um but you know and it doesn't totally uh that didn't totally bother me i just um that's what i remember most uh from the game but you know pretty good third person uh action game and um despite its age now i think it's on steam i think you could play it on steam actually it uh, is yeah it's pretty pretty cheap, so if anyone wants to check it out, you can look at it there. But you know, um, if there's a younger audience uh, listening to this, uh, beware. Uh, the controls are extremely uh, robust and uh, tanky in some aspects. Uh, but if you could get past that, you're you're in for uh, quite a classic uh, Star Wars experience. And I think it's, you know, what I don't know if I should give this away. It's a spoiler for the ending. I'm going to stop myself right there. Um, guys, any uh, fun memories? Oh, shadows. We might be here. We might be here for just a bit here, guys, <laughs> because as knows on over on our hyperspace podcast, I talk about this and the book um, yeah. at length set all, all the time. Yeah. And when people say, where should I start in the Star Wars legends, as they like to call it, I still like to call it the expanded universe. It always <laughs> begins with shadows. Of the Empire, which is still quasi-canon, right? So yeah. in that, you can see Dash Rendar's ship. It was added into um, Episode Four when George Lucas redid the movies. You can see it kind of, you can see it kind of taking off. But who knows with Disney now? I believe Dash is is referenced in some, you know, guy Disney Star Wars guidebook. So he's still kind of 
out there potentially as as existing, but I don't know if the story of Shadows of the Empire um, ex- exists still. Uh, we'll we'll still that still re- you know remains to be seen, but. I love this game. I absolutely love this game. It's a, it's a game I talk about all the time. Um, it actually is the first N sixty four game I ever played. I remember because yeah, right uh, it, it came out. I, I don't know if it was exactly a launch, but it was certainly like launch. Uh, it was it was in that first year. It was um, early because it, it came out. It came out. Uh, let's see, December third, nineteen. 96 and i believe i mean i think the n64 it came out in 1996 so the n64 released in september so yeah i mean that's it was a it was a launch game um i remember as uh our 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 mutual friend mark stone all right mm-hmm. yeah so uh because we, we went to high school together well he did we, i went to elementary school we went to different high yeah. schools stuff like that but as knew him um and stuff like that so i remember going over my buddy Mark's house and seeing this, I'm like, Oh, that's the new Nintendo. And I was like, what is this thing? You know, I is like this black console and it's got the, mm-hmm. it's got the gray controller with like three handles, you know, and it's like this analog yeah. in the middle and like all, all these buttons. I'm like, this is like, you know, what is this thing? Um, and in, in his N64, he had, uh, um, was a a cartridge with a stormtrooper on it. That's what the cartridge is. The cartridge is just like that a stormtrooper, and it's black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Shadows of the Empire, and we booted it up, and we're running. We did the Hoth battle, you know, where you fly the snow speeder, the uh, the the snow speeder, um, and then you were running around, and you've got the little blaster, and you got the jetpack. And I was like, and you know, seeing this in 3D because that was new. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is amazing. You get to the level around the train. You got to jump over. You know, you got to move and dodge like the the things that are coming at you. Um, so so amazing. Um, Dash Rendar, I I love as a character. Right, I, he's he's this cool. kind of he's this yeah. Hans. He's like this more kind of militarized Han Solo character. Um, yeah. as you said, Adam, yeah, right. In the, in the story, which, uh, I've read the novel. I love it. Um, Prince Sizor or Caesar, uh, yeah, it's kind of pronounced, that's, it's yeah. pronounced. Yeah. Kind of, kind of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He has this like, well, he, in the, in the novel, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember towards the end of this game, but he has this like love potion that he, he puts on Leia and you got to go rescue her and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great, you know. It's 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 great. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's so cool because it starts off, man. Han Solo's and Carbonite, right? So and, so, and now we yeah. we need yeah, yes. we need that guy, right? And so it's 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 Dash Rendar, man. And it's so cool. And it just it was really kind of, uh, you know, some of that stuff where I felt like this is almost that that third segment and getting introduced to it in games, this third segment of Star Wars, right? Which is, I think, one of the things that we love so much we're getting in Mandalorian right now is, yeah, you have the Jedi and you have the Sith, right? But there is also that criminal underworld. That is that third component to Star Wars with the bounty hunters and yeah. and the scoundrels. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you get the scoundrels in Han Solo, but it's still, it's so, fo- and Lando, but it's so focused, the original trilogy on, on Luke, obviously. Um, 
And so now that and now that they've done this great job of of expanding that, and man, this is right here is like, wow, what is this other? You know, the, who are all these people and all these characters? And you just you you, you know you, you you start to get that um, as well. I uh, got and, and the cover art for the game is actually is in in my mind infinitely better than the cover art on the book, uh, where it's like uh, for the box, the N sixty four box, not the, not the PC box, um, where you got like Dash standing there, and then you've got yeah. like Prince Sizor's face, like and it's ominous and and looking at you, and it's just it just it just is right out of like you know a Star Wars poster. Um, and it's just, it's just so good. I mean, I loved, 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 uh, this game, still love it today, still love the book. Um, and, and it's like, uh, of all of my characters, um, who could possibly come out of the legends or expanded universe, you know, um, Dash Rendar is, is he might, he's, a, he's like one slash one A. I got somebody that I'm going to save cause I know Adam's going to talk about him. So I don't, I don't want to spoil him. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like Dash Rendar, you know, Mara Jade. I mean, Dash is right up, right up there, right up there too. So, yeah. Can, can I just say real quick, if, if they were to, uh, cause you, you know, again, D- Disney acquiring, you know, Star Wars and, and, uh, trying to figure out where, which legends characters can come back in. And, and Matt kind of said, well, like, you know, kind of quasi is, is, is the ship actually there in the movies? It was such a, this character was, it, it's a big deal. This is a big game. This is a big production. They did comic books. They did the book. They did the video game all at once. And um, Adam, I think you said what ninety six is it around, around yeah, when this came out? Yeah, yeah, ninety six. So I think it was ninety two or nine. Well, it might have been ninety one or nine. Early nineties, few years before this, is when you had the epic kind of Thrawn um, trilogy series, the book series that came out, and like that EU was blowing up. It was, and they realized that it was really taking off, right? And then so, and that's just in literature form. Um, and then for them to do this and to to weave in uh, a literature piece as well as the game was was huge. People loved this character. And then you actually did something that is is wild. You actually did gap filler. I mean, they really started to kind of say we're going to go between those movies and fill in some of the gap. And it's it's so awesome because Return of the Jedi like picks up, and you're like. Wait a second. Where are? How long? I mean, Luke has like leveled up big time. How did we get here? They have this whole mission, this whole everything set up, and you're like, stuff went down before this. And then this game tells you kind of like some of that right. tells you like you know where where these characters, how they got here. And so I mean, it is just it is such a cool game. I remember. Um, so my cousin uh, Luke who was somebody who I, I, I grew up, I mean, uh, Matt knows him as, as little peanut. Cause we pulled a few pranks on him back in the day. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we had a great time playing this game. We, we would always play this together. Uh, our buddy Tom also played this for, uh, the 64 on the 64. And it was just, it was, it was such a fun game to play. Uh, Adam, you're right. It was difficult. I mean, the, I remember there are parts where I was like, I cannot get past this Boba Fett and the jetpack was insane. That yeah. was nuts. I, it was also kind of scary. I'm like, where's he at? You know, like, oh, shoot. Like, he's, he's bearing down on me. And, you know, it was crazy. It was awesome, though. I loved it. Loved it. I, I think I died in that game more from falling, though, oh, yeah. than any of my enemies. And if, yeah. I can throw in there really quick, too. The, this game was heavily influential to me for creating my hatred for any part of a video game or any level that involved a sewer because there was that one sewer level in in shadows of the empire and it's 
really the only thing of that game that I truly dislike. I just wanted out so bad. I couldn't stand <laughs> it. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I'm so glad you guys brought this one up because it's like it's one. It's got to be. Um, I mean, is it in the? It's in the top. Oh, right? it's, it's a, Oh, it's it's got. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely it's in my top ten, and I think it deserves it would be to in be my top ten. So yeah, I, I think it. I mean, it, it it is. I mean, just what it did at the time is absolutely insane. I mean, in the novel, by the way, another plug for it. I mean, right out of the gate. Prince Sizor or Shizor, you know, they pronounce it two different ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Flat out, here's the Emperor. Ta- call, uh, reveal Darth Vader's identity as Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> and I mean, and this guy hears it. I mean, so it's like, this guy's got like serious, valuable, like in- information. In- information. Right? Yeah. yeah, I yeah, mean, because it's. Because no, no one knew that, like, like, even like people like in the Senate. Or that, like, people that knew Anakin, people that knew Palpatine, like, they just thought, okay, Anakin's gone. Here's this guy, Darth Vader. It's like they had – no one had any idea that this was, like, the same guy, really, mm-hmm. like, along yeah. with Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it's – so. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say, and just one other thing, just on, on this series, right? The, the Shadow of the Empire series. I mean, before you know, before oh, this is obviously years and years and years before Rogue One or even the prequels. But at sure. that time, this was like, man, this is almost like a darker feeling Star Wars. Feels dark, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. so it, it's it's gritty. Th- definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's still a great story to return to today. Definitely. Yeah. I have to say, to the character, uh, as you say, Prince uh, Shizor uh, is is that whole what you what you just read in that book and what what is talked about goes on for several several books, and they they actually weave in Boba Fett later, almost like learning the secret, learning that Shizor has set up possibly something and is after a Luke Skywalker trying to kill him. That type of, it is nuts they took that and just kind of ran with it in in the um what was the bounty hunter mm-hmm. wars series which is really cool but oh, yeah i wanted I, to read those actually oh the, the, i saw those at Barnes and noble yeah they are worth it for sure i mean that like just because it's just cool and it kind of ties in what as we're thinking about the mandalorian and that's what's hot right now and that's what's out like it definitely is like it wouldn't surprise me, guys, if Dash like showed Shows up, up as a Legends character that they that they wove back in and said, "Yeah, let's bring Dash Render." That would be a drop like no one has seen. I mean, that's yeah. huge. Like the I fact agree. that they okay, so they've made several references, and you you know Adam mentioned at the top of the show the crate dragon, and 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 like so that's cool. We're gonna get to that, I'm sure later. But like that, it, like the fact that they're bringing in video game references in the Mandalorian is huge. It's just so cool, big yeah. time. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Ez. Hey, we're, we're tossing it. We're tossing it to you, man. Yeah. What is, what's your first uh, yeah. game on the docket today? Uh, okay, and you guys get to help me through this. I'm I'm new. I'm new to this, but uh, the game I wanted to talk about here is uh, Star Wars: Empire at War. I'm starting with that one. Okay. Uh, this game, and you know, Matt, I've been recently saying that I'm used to playing the skirmishes and kind of that, uh, you know. Uh, sort of one-off like battles and, and, you know, back and forth and not the galactic conquest, but I am wrong. I went and looked at the, I thought it was another game, but it is this game that I did play the galactic uh, conquest where you would move around. Mm -hmm. It was prior to episode um, uh, four and you're working towards setting yourself up in that position to where uh, you're either defending Mon Mothma 
or you're trying to destroy the Death Star or just completely eliminate the enemy, you can kind of set the modes. But so this is a um, 2006 real time strategy video game. Guys, what is that? Right. I mean, that's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Those are yeah, basically we call it RTS. So we just okay. we, we and our and RTS is basically it's like it it's this right um, where you have a kind of a command center and you're constantly building troops and they're building troops at the same time so it's like war is happening live it's not like a board game where okay I'm gonna move here then here then here it's, it's all it's all live right right it's yeah okay For, yeah which is which is sick yeah okay and it's that's <laughs> the sickest part to this game is that you don't really know what they're doing especially when you play another. Uh, you know, person or whatever, like I played my buddies or whatever. We've done some lands and stuff. And it is like, I don't know what they're doing. I can't yeah. see unless they've got the special radar and I can see the whole map and that kind of thing. But um, so, yeah, it's a real time strategy video game, 2006. And I was not sure. Um, let's see. The the gold pack comes out. When when does that come out? I think it's not that much longer. Um, less than a year later, it looks like. Yeah, Forces of Corruption. Right. Yeah, came out. It came out um, October of two thousand six. So rough. So not not too much longer. Not too much longer after that. And that's kind of like a like basically they're just they're they're building upon it. Now I could be wrong, and I was trying to look this up just to just to kind of see because it's about the Zan Consortium, this other pirate group that when you first started playing, if you were doing the Galactic uh, Conquest, you would only that that pirate group would only attack you if you attack them. Otherwise, stay away from them. You know what right. I mean? Just go about your business, do your thing. Um, so, yeah, there were three game modes. It says uh, storyline-based campaign, Galactic Conquest, and Skirmish. Um, so storyline-based campaign. I remember just doing Galactic Conquest trying to just, like, rule the galaxy, Yeah, actually. right? Just take <laughs> over, completely take over. And what was really important was, and I forgot, uh, I, I'm looking up screenshots, but there was, like, depending on the system, some were more well defended than others. You had to strategically pick which planet and system you wanted to invade or try to take over. And you could go into one and, and not really know that it was stacked and the cards were stacked against you. And if you went in there with a small fleet, you would be obliterated and just blown away. So, and then once you figured that out, you'd be like, okay, okay, okay. Remember, it's almost like a game of like memory. You're like, you're remembering on the map that. Um, that's a planet empire controls and they're all there. Let's go this way. And you go to a different planet and try to take that one. So as you build, right, you're, you're building your forces and everything. Um, I totally, totally forgot how much I played the, the galactic conquest because a lot of my memories from that are basically just, you know, kind of playing against, um, my buddies. And so, you know, as, as, uh, as these guys were saying, like you're, you're basically, you have, you can do land battles, you can do space battles. You get to kind of pick, you know, um, every planet you would go to. So if you're going to Dantooine or wherever you're going, if you're going to Hoth, you can pick that land battle or you can pick that space battle. I was uh, better at, at land battles. I, I sucked at the space battles. I don't know why. I just was not very good at them. Uh, so I preferred the land battle. But sometimes you had to get through the space battle to get to land. I mean, first you had to do one after the other. So, you know, that was that was fun. Um and then, yeah, when you're there, you start off with your infantry. You start off with a small group of guys. Um, if you're in a space battle, it's a couple X-Wings or a couple ties. And from there, you've got to gain the resources. You've got to go get your mining facility. You've got to get your credits. You've got to upgrade your, your battle station, um, all those different things. You have to get more money to access to unlock the heroes. So it's I think it's 
it's genius and it's it's super well built. Um, unfortunately, let's see, it was uh, it was May thirty first, uh, twenty fourteen. Online functionality goes off, and then in September first, uh, two thousand seventeen, the multiplayer has been re-enabled on uh, on the Steam version. So uh, that's that's good. But man, this was uh, this was a fun game, and I remember just spending hours playing, battling my buddies in this, and just going nuts on this on this game. I don't know why I liked it so much, but I I, I loved I loved this game. So, yeah. uh, thoughts thoughts on the game? Yeah, I've been I've been diving into it recently. Um, God, and let me say there is still a great community online playing, um, and there are constantly mods being created. And I've been looking some of these up recently. I mean, they really change. They drastically changes the game. Uh, it's all like upgraded. I mean, now you can go in and, and through the Steam, thanks through the Steam Workshop, right? So that's that's uh, that's where people make mods, and you just kind of click, and it saves into your thing. It's really easy. Um, I mean, people have added in. You can now do. They added in um, Clone Wars, right? You can do Clone Wars stuff now. You can do um, uh, sequels stuff now if if you want. You can do wow. First Order and stuff like that. And it's amazing. Um, and then, you know, they upgrade the graphics and everything. So it's great. So there's a great modding community around it. Um, one of the coolest things I kind of, I kind of think I've, I'm, uh, tending more towards the space battles. Um, and it's just, it's just a ton of fun. Um, when you, you get heroes, right. And that's kind of, that's kind of the cool thing is you get these heroes, um, and they do cool stuff on the, on the ground battles too. I mean, when you, when you bring in Obi-Wan, right. And I think there's even like some of them have like, if, if they come across each other, um, you know, if you have like Obi Wan versus Invader, they'll have like a special thing that happens between between those two. Yes. Um, but man, playing the space battles is where I'm really having the most fun. Um, I was just I was playing the other night, and as and I've been doing this over on our hyperspace uh, channel, just been doing like a live stream over there. Um, and I was playing uh, as the Empire in like a three way battle on the forces of corruption. So you've got the Zan Consortium and some of their heroes in space. They have like Bosk and I, you know IG88, um, and so then I was using the Empire. And then you have the rebels coming too, so we're all kind of meeting in the middle. Uh, and then they've got like you know like Luke and his X-wing pilots and stuff like that. And I'm playing at the Empire, and I just summon in Grand Admiral Thrawn and this like enormous yeah. Star Destroyer, just like oh, just like blasting out of hyperspace, and it's just like <laughs> immediately start to see everyone just like getting decimated. It's just so cool. It is so ah, oh, it's 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 so much fun. I'm so glad to be getting into it again. Uh, I'm going to be starting the Galactic Conquest here soon. I, I tried. Diving into it a little bit the other day, um, it's like wow, I need to I need to like step back and actually like figure out what I'm doing here because it's different than just the skirmish. Because you have to build up your forces on your planets and then you can move your fleets around um, and yeah. stuff like that. And man, it gets really complex. I was watching some videos today at work of some people being like, "Well, this like this planet's a choke point. Like you need to have all your forces here because you know there's only one way in. So if you can if you can hammer right. down here, then it'll protect like your planets back here, just the way the map works." Um, and, 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 and stuff like that. And so and then in the Galactic Conquest, I think, I believe there are more heroes, um, that you get, uh, cause I think some you get in land, some you get in space, um, and then some you only get in Galactic Conquest. And I think Palpatine and Mon Mothma are exclusive to, uh, the Galactic Conquest, um, stuff like that. But then I was playing as the Rebels, and you know, you you, you get like you get Luke, you get Han, and Millennium Falcon. It's cool to see them come in. You're like, all right, they can hold down this point. But then I was like, man, oh, you get Akbar, and he comes in on this huge ship, and it's you know, just and it's uh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And you can zoom in all the way, and it still looks good. And you get to see all these guys fighting, and it's it's great, great game. Yeah, this it's funny because like I never actually 
played this game, but my experience with this game was watching my brother play it all the time. Actually, his he bought it. Um, I think he still even has like the old like um, back when you had to physically buy your PC games. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was like in 2006. I I think he said this came out, so um, still has it. But I remember um, it, it was interesting because like growing up. My brothers and I, if we played games together, we'd all be on the couch together watching each other play it or like taking turns. But if someone was playing a PC game, you left them alone or do, do, to do their thing. But when my brother would play Empire at War, I was pulling up a chair right to that computer and sitting right next to him watching him because it's just <laughs> it's it's such a rush because, again, it's real time strategy. So everything is just happening and it's happening fast. It's it's a race, man. You have to like, st- like start pumping out like your infantry or like your fleet as fast as you can because before you know it, whatever side you're playing on, the enemy's gonna be just like at your doorstep, just waiting for you. And if they swarm you, it's just it's game over. And I just, I always wanted to play it, but the thing was, I was always so intimidated by it because. Once the battle starts, there'd be so much happening on the screen. I'd be like, wait, who's who? What's where? I don't know what's going on. So it was, yeah. it was just um, just watching it, I would feel um, flustered. But every now and then, I, I remember like watching if my brother was playing as the Rebels or something. I always remember, especially in land battles, I always remember just looking and just out from the corner of the screen, you just see Darth Vader come like walking in, like with troops yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh no, I'm like, we're screwed. I'm thinking, yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I, I think for its time, I, I, I didn't play a lot of RTSs, but that was a game that definitely like caught my attention. Like, I think. <sighs> I think the only real um, RTS I was playing before that came out was uh, Warcraft 3, mm-hmm. which was the only one I played in that series. Yeah. But it, it, it's because of that game, I, I knew exactly what was at stake here. And, like, you know, you, you, you like, really needed to know what you were doing. And I'm not the best strategist when it comes to games like that. So it's like you were saying, Matt, you know, you have to find the right choke points and everything for planets and move your fleets and, and everything. It's, it's a lot to take in with this game, but it's a, a, another game that I think is very overlooked. It's a very respectful choice. So yeah, that, that's yeah. a, that's a great game to start with as definitely. Yeah. And uh, let me mention one more thing about it. Just like kind of like, I, I love uh, talking about memories on, on games. We would be, so I, <laughs> I had these buddies who thought they could, play this game and they thought that they (laughs) and i said just give me one ai you guys give it a good try and what they did not know because i played the game so much and like sincerely matt i don't know why i was telling you earlier that i thought that the galactic conquest was a different game because there is a similar game where and it was an older game where you could do something similar to what this did. This is just so, way better, and it was no. You know, well, yeah, well yeah. the the uh, um, Battlefront Two, the original Battlefront Two, has a Galactic Conquest mode, which is actually okay. Very similar. You move from planet to planet, and then you sometimes will have to have a space battle before you have a uh, a ground battle to oh, take okay. to take that planet. But it's set up 
pretty much the same, except that it's in Battlefront instead of this. Yeah. Yeah. I believe actually, I think it is. I think there is a Galactic Conquest in the original Star Wars Battlefront um, as as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I I just kind of forgot that I had played it quite a bit, and these guys had not played it uh, as much. And there is, uh, so we'd be sitting there. The best part to this was on a land battle. And this is a, this is insider secret. If you want to go play the game, make sure you find what is known as the satellite array. Okay, it's not located anywhere near um, a a particular base. It's somewhere that's off to the side of the map. You might ignore this zone. You might think there's nothing there. That there's nothing, and you might walk up to it and go, "What is this thing? It's just some stupid like." You know, it's a satellite that shows you the entire map because you're in the dark for for most of it. You cannot see everyone else. Right. I would get that thing. I, I would I, I knew where every single one of them was on the map. I know right where they're at. And I would just take my guys there and I would instantly get it. And I thought there, there's going to be a fight. These guys are going to come down here and try to take this from me. It's going to be a fight. If you destroy the satellite array, no one has access to it. OK, so that what they could have done was they could have cut. So whoever gets it first, it's kind of a big deal. Um I think it can be rebuilt, but I'm not actually sure. So anyways, I would get this, though. They'd be back at their base. I would level up my base, and I would call in a bombing run. And to call in a bombing run, you had to have guys, like, boots on the ground near their troops or had to actually be in fighting with them to see the map. It wouldn't let you click and run the bombing run in a place you couldn't see, which makes sense. We don't have a visual on that, so you can't run the bombing run. Well, with the satellite array, you can see the entire map. So I was running these bombing runs on those guys, and I wasn't putting any of my players in jeopardy, and they were losing their minds. They thought I was cheating. They didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I was just constantly bombarding them, and I was just obliterating them uh, and not risking any of my troops. And I was like, these guys don't know about the satellite array. They're not even coming for it. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then eventually it was like two years later they figured it out and because uh, they would only play these skirmishes these or these these one-on-ones, you know, whatever. Um with me and they just didn't know about it and it was such a cool thing but yeah i'd I'd always be hoarding a bombing run and uh you know i'd send in one guy i'd send in obi-wan into their base i would just send in one guy all my other forces are over here run obi-wan across the top of the map right over to their base he's he's powerful it takes a lot to destroy obi-wan if you're only sending in just a small little group of like uh infantry or whatever they're gonna get wiped out by whatever anti-infantry defense they've got set up but Obi-Wan could walk right past that and say, I don't think so. And then I had eyes on their base. So even when I didn't have the satellite array, boom, I'm going to run Obi-Wan in there. I'm just going to bombing run your base. And I would destroy uh, each at, at your base. You have different like if you destroy their barracks, they can no longer land ground troops and they have to rebuild that before they can. And if they can't. And that's one of the most important ones. If you can't get boots on the ground, you you're can't. Screwed. You're screwed. You can't get yeah. drop points. And so. It was so much fun, and I just remember I said, "Go ahead." I was like, "Take it, take a hard AI if you want. I don't care. Like, let's do this." Uh, now I've not played a true master of the game, though, so I hear that uh, I hear that Matt's brother is a true master of this yeah. game, and that yeah. may be <laughs> I, I may have met my match there because I haven't played it in a long time. Well, the only thing I'll say about my brother Nick, who has who has been on episodes of Box Trick before, 
RTS is like his thing. Like that's like yeah. it's he's like the the game the game series he like spends hours and hours and hours on is RTS games whether it's Halo Wars, Command and Conquer, StarCraft, yeah. Warcraft, Sins of a Solar Empire or Star Wars Empire. I mean that's like the only type of game he even he even plays. So it's like it's like oh, so yeah. I mean he's yeah, I so want he's, to play yeah. StarCraft too. That always yeah. looks like such an amazing oh, game. So yeah, it's so good. So good. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, hey, I will. Uh, we'll go. We'll go. Go around here. Um, and then I will. Uh, talk about my game. My my next game here. Uh, I'm actually going to talk about both games in the series, just because the second game is so incredibly short that they just kind of go together. Um, and that is Star Wars: The Force. The Force Unleashed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah uh, man. I mean, I think it's actually kind of crazy just how enormous of a production this game was. I mean, like, Lucas oh, yeah. was heavily involved in this. Um, I mean, it was actually, at the time, canon. It's considered canon. It bridged sure. the story. It shows the, almost the creation of the Rebel Alliance. Um, it, was, it was so cool because it was coming out right as, you know, it's one of those early kind of games into the PS3, Xbox 360s, right? And they developed this enormous new physics engine for it. And I just remember watching a trailer and, so, and some production footage where they were showing... This this guy running around at, with the force and just like throwing people any way that you wanted, and it was just so crazy because going from like the PS2 and stuff like that, um, you're just like, oh my god, like you know, this is like this is so new, it's so cool, seeing like the power of the Xbox 360 and, and PS3, right? And I remember that them like throwing some guy at a table, and the table broke in the way that you imagined it would. I mean, imagine how tables break in like the PS2, you know, stuff like that. It's like you, you run up to a box and you and you hit it, and then it just kind of like explodes, and you just see, you know, certainly nothing, or it just kind of breaks in the middle, and then like you know fades away. Certainly nothing like this, where you throw somebody and like the corner would break or something like that. So it was it was really cool, and that's kind of I first remember it, and then playing through it. And both games are are short uh force unleashed one and two uh two definitely being a lot shorter um you play as galen merrick uh and then star killer in in the second one although the first in the first one his his nickname is is star killer he is like darth vader's secret apprentice palpatine doesn't know about um and you are playing as a sith right you're you you started you're, you're playing as the sith apprentice to vader um and and the thing i loved about this again it's one of the reasons i love jedi power battles and one of the reasons i have been slightly critical of jedi um the the new game fallen jedi fallen order is that this is what I want, right? I want to I want to feel like somebody using the force. I mean, yeah. Star Killer is just running through laying waste to stormtroopers, right? Which is the case. I mean, you should just be la- I mean, you're just running through, you just pick this guy up and like hurl him against the wall and you force lightning this guy and you're like picking up things and, and charging him with lightning and throwing it around and it's exploding. I mean, he at one point pulls a star destroyer down from the sky i mean just like pulls it down i mean you're fighting rancors and everything it's just so much fun it is just it's and it wasn't like it was so overpowered i mean it's 
it's kind it's it's pretty powerful compared to a lot of other people but it's like it was ne- i mean it wasn't like anything super 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 ridiculous it's everything we've been told you could do in the force right and when i'm seeing yeah. this the only thing i'm thinking is well if star killer can pull a star destroyer out of the sky what can vader do when episode four when vader says uh you know oh you know, the, the death star is so powerful he says don't underestimate you know right. the power yeah it's like okay man it's like it's like there we go yeah. it's so good it's just so much fun. It's a good story. It's a good cast. Um, does have kind of um, in in both games, you can kind of choose to go dark side at the end. You actually go from dark, you know, in into light, and then uh, then you can kind of choose choose your path. And there's some cool kind of fun stuff at the end there. Um, you get different outfits, which is a lot of fun. You get all the different lightsaber colors, yeah. um, you know, and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of DLC um, for it. Uh, and it's a good story. It's not very long. Both games aren't aren't very long. The second game, the first game is probably like uh, I'd say like five to eight hours. The second game is probably like three to five hours. Um, and a lot of the second game is is going back through a lot of the areas that you did in the first. But in the second game, you get two lightsabers, which is kind of cool. Um, just a, a different a different way to kind of do it is played by Sam Witwer, right? Who has later gone on to be very involved in Star Wars. Um, he does a lot of the voice work for Darth Maul, um, as well as uh, Anakin, right? He kind of he kind of bounces around. Is very very involved in um, in, in in Star Wars. Um, and so yeah, it's just a great kind of it's a it's a great story. I I think every Star Wars fan. Um, should play through both games at least once. The PC versions are great. Um, they look great. There's tons of mods for them. Um, there's actually, you can YouTube a video that somebody has um, done uh, like a super graphics overhaul with ray tracing, right? Which is that new technology that's like powering the PlayStation 5 and Xbox One. And it's just like an entirely new lighting engine and stuff like that. And I mean, it's him walking through the Jedi Temple and do your, do yourself a favor uh, and just, just give give that a Google search at some point. And you're like, that's the game I want. I mean, it's, it's, Writing that it's down. yeah, it's, it's, abs- <laughs> it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's like in 4K and you're like this, oh my God, this would be like the greatest game. So yeah, there's huge set pieces too, which is one of the, one of the best things about this is the, is the set pieces you're when you're walking when you start the game starts and you're walking through Kashyyyk as Vader and just I mean decimating anything in your path I mean it's like hey I mean this is you know it's like the end scene to Rogue One where Vader's just you know whatever you know walking through it's like that's what I feel like Darth Vader does on a daily you know on a daily basis yeah. it's like you know yeah come on like you guys have no 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 chance against me so yeah, it's a- absolutely great. Um, there are there's a handful of versions, like a PSP version, a, a Wii version, a PS2 version. Um, uh, but if you're if you're gonna get it, you know, um, I say I say get the PC version or go with the PS3, um, Xbox 360. There's a ton of DLC which unlocks different character packs and stuff like that. Um, and and bo- and play both games. Uh, they're 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 good to go. Um, the ending of the second one definitely left it open kind of for a third. Nothing kind of ever actually happened with that. Um, but that's, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I force unleashed is totally a game that every star Wars fan should play. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Um, and I like that you brought up, uh, the other versions of the game. It's interesting because if, yeah, I, and I agree with you in the sense, play the, xbox 360 ps3 pc version because that's how the game was intended if you get the ps2 version or the psp version um you actually have different levels Mm -hmm. that's true yeah um 
because I, I, I think just based on uh, the game's engine and like they had to alter and change things. I think there, so there's different levels. I think there's like a different character even in the PS2 version. Uh, I forget what his name is, but I, I remember watching videos for the PS2 version and thinking to myself, I don't remember any of this. Right. <laughs> because I knew someone that that played it, but he forgot to mention to me that he played the PS2 version. So he brought something up to me that I had no memory of. So I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this doesn't happen in, in Force Unleashed. He's like, yeah, it does. And I'm just like, okay, show me. So he brought it up. And then that's how I learned about the PS2 version in general and that there were all these different levels and stuff in it too. But, um, man, that that was a game that when you played it, you really did feel like I'm using the Force mm -hmm. and I'm a badass with a lightsaber. The one thing that struck me first about that game was, yeah, of course, you're playing as uh, – you know, uh, a Sith. You're playing as someone that has been trained in the dark side of the Force. And I'll never forget, uh, spoilers, in the beginning, when you fight Rom Kota, and he looks up at Starkiller, and he's just like, he has this arrogance to him where he's like, a boy? Right. He's like, months of searching, and Vader sends me a boy? And... They did a really good job, in a sense, of making you feel somewhat um, sympathetic for the character you're playing as. Right. Because it's just like, hey, don't don't condescend, you know? Right. Don't 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 be a douchebag to me, you know what I mean? So it made me kind of hate Rob Coda at first. And then I realized, no, wait, technically Rob Coda's the good guy. So, right. so they they kind of did a good job right. there. I mean, I enjoyed it, killing it, Shock T. I was like, you know, <laughs> and that was canon, right? Now they've changed that's it, right? Canon. But but it was. It was then that Starkiller killed Shock T. It was like, whoa, yeah, oh, man, look crazy. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh, I liked I, – I found a lot of humor in um, a couple of parts of the game, especially in the beginning With when uh, Starkiller, Starkiller and Proxy are walking through the hangar, and it's right before they meet the pilot mm -hmm. and star killer hides and he's like proxy who is that it's like relax pal are you in like high school walking down the right. hallway or yeah. something like that like that's what it reminded me of it had it had it had a nice um innocence to it i feel like given you know how star killer is like you know he's he's darth vader's apprentice mm -hmm. and man i will never ever forget um to this day i still think about this scene I forget what planet they're on, but it's, you know, the Rebel Alliance is just coming together and they're um, they're hidden away somewhere having this meeting and Starkiller's with them. And all of a sudden you just hear this just – if impending doom had a sound, it's yeah. the sound <laughs> the Empire makes when they storm that place, you know, because Starkiller right. was there in. And you look up and you see all the Star Destroyers. The whole, it, it basically looks like the entire Imperial fleet's there. And um, Starkiller was under the impression that you know they weren't going to show up. And Vader comes just busting right in. Again, Rogue One style, just like, out of my way. Like, I'm here just to mess everything up. And Starkiller is like pleading with him that he was supposed to stay away. And yeah, Vader you promised you'd stay like, away. Yeah, which is a big meme now. Goes, yeah. And Vader's just like, I lied. It's like, like I have from the beginning. 
force push, and I the this line always gets me. And he goes, Star Killer goes again. Spoilers. I'm sorry. It's just too good not right. to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you never planned on killing the Emperor, did you? And he just goes, not with you. And again, just force push like right out of the way. So <laughs> dark, man. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great choice. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, it really, it really is. And I, yeah, Adam, it's spot on. I mean, dude, this is so, okay. We might have to spend a little bit more time here because let me <laughs> emphasize something to everyone. Matt, Matt, Matt called think, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it was canon. It, it was. is such a huge, was there a novel? Was there a novel? I think there probably the was uh, that went along with it. Yeah. Did like a, so. Yeah. I think there was a force unleashed kind of like version of it in case you didn't want to play the game. Cause it was that, I mean, Lucas was so heavily involved in it. And it literally is the formation of like the Rebel rebellion, yeah. uh, and it's so much so that House Merrick, there. That's the thing, right? Is their that crest. they take their their crest. That is the rebel like <coughs> sigil. That is their actual symbol. And so when you're deciding, okay, Lucas is like, how did we get to that point, right? Well, there was some martyr. He's, he's he comes up with the story. He says Star Killer, right? And by the way, Starkiller, a reference to his original idea for possibly right, Luke exactly. mm-hmm. Starkiller, right? And so this thought has been in his mind for a long time, that this guy was someone who died, that people got behind, they rallied behind him, they took on his family crest. Um, you know, it was, it was he who kind of, like, helped Leia, saved some different um, senators, and, and kind of pushed them to get— well, they were already headed that down that path. But, I mean, I, you just can't believe how, like— intricate he was to the formation of this rebellion and you're like now wait a second this is not just any story you know this is something that was like george lucas had a hand in so other legends or at the time what was canon a part of the whatever the 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 timeline was going to be all that filler was stuff that yes he said like the clone wars book stories about mace windu story about whoever like george just said yeah tell that author to kind of run with that and go this, he said, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. And it's like, that's this story, which is why it is such actually a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I've thought, I mean, like, and I, 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 this is something we could do on hyperspace later. We could bring, we got to bring Adam on and talk about all this kind of stuff because oh, boy. <laughs> I'm telling you there, Hey, there are video game characters who I think could make their way, whether it's onto Mandalorian or, in, or into another series or whatever. Cause you yeah. take a guy like Galen, uh, Mark, right. And his father was who was his father's name it was um kento kento mark right so we have a new fallen jedi order video game and it's like this guy survived order 66 could they not just say <laughs> could you imagine if they in, in like fallen order uh two in the second game the follow-up if, if he comes across another jedi master former master named kento mark who survived and you're like oh, wait a second that'd be great like That's... like yeah right like i mean it's just nuts and that he has this this young son or whatever, Galen, like that, that might be going too far, but uh, it would be huge. It would be really, really, really kind of cool. Cause they do have the whole Rebels series and they have, they've kind of developed their own sort of like, here's how we got to the rebellion, but this still would work. It's sort of the other side. We don't really see a lot of what Leia and Bail Organa and Mon Mothma were doing. That's really not what Rebels is more focused on this small kind of group that, so I, I just saying there's still room for it. It could work. Right. Um, it, which is why I love talking about it because it's a big chunk yeah. uh, of, well, so, of the timeline. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll think about and think about this real quick. Um, well, just two things first, then I'll, then I'll get to, then I'll get to the the, the point here. Um, one is uh, first of all, I mean, hey, Jimmy Smith's 
reprises his role. Okay, you gotta yeah, get. I love Jimmy, Jimmy Spitz. Yeah. yeah, I'm rewatching uh, the West Wing. Right, the West Wing right now. Yeah, the, and he's he, he becomes the president in West Wing. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it says here. It says here that. Um, uh, you know, they somebody had brought George Lucas that, you know, they, they start with a ton of projects for making a new game and, you know, and all these things. And they said, maybe we'll do the third Knights of the Old Republic game that somebody had. They had all these different games, like a, a Darth Maul central game and stuff like that. And so um, they said, like, so this person in LucasArts brings uh, George Lucas. It's a one minute video. Um, and he simply described it as this is what it would look like. Um, if you were to see somebody kicking ass with the force and George Lucas saw this one minute video of, you know, probably maybe it doesn't, sure it's not star killers, but it's just some random Jedi or whatever, just like throwing stuff around and doing all this stuff. And George Lucas said, go make that game. Just pointed and yeah, said, go make it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so that's really cool. But, um, okay. So just the, the point I wanted to get to, this came out in 2008, um, which is actually the same time that, Clone Wars is coming out, and now you have this new character who was who didn't exist before this, Ahsoka, being created. So he was, I think, beginning to explore these ideas of like of Anakin having apprentices, you know, and and Darth Vader having apprentice, and who knows, maybe the third Force Unleashed game, because this would have been well before Rebels ever was even close to coming to, into existence, and Clone Wars was nowhere close to being finished. Maybe we w- it, it could have finished with a. Star Killer versus Soka epic showdown, the battle of his apprentices and stuff like that. And um, uh, one other quick point here is that um, at the same time, you have uh, Star Killer kind of became a, a, a big character. He showed up in Soul Calibur 4. If you he ever was, played Soul yeah. Calibur Four, where you had you had, oh, yeah. uh, you had Yoda, Vader, and Starkiller were all in that game, and they were all they were all really really sweet. So yeah, absolutely yeah. Force Unleashed, man. It's when 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 I play Jedi Fallen Order, which I think is a great game, and Cal Kestis is, is a cool character, and I'm running around though, and I'm like you know actually fighting stormtroopers, and I was like, come on, man, you know, it's like I just right. want to play Force Unleashed and just be like get out of the way, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to bring up too is I remember before it was before we even saw um like like a gameplay trailer or anything Game Informer at the time had all just the concept art and I'll never forget images of seeing this little figure cutting up ATSTs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I thought, well, this is just an artist rendition. It's like, how how close are we going to get to this? Well, sure enough, in that game, you are doing exactly yeah. that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. And right, when, the final point here, you know, there is a, there's a move in the game, right? Because it's, you know, you build up build up all these moves and expand your force powers and all that stuff called Force Punt, in which you basically, like, slash somebody once and then you, like, kick them and, like, you kick them with the force, right? And you, like, you'll punt them, you know? Um, and you, there is literally an achievement if you do it to enough Jawas. There's literally, you, you literally get, wow. you get rewarded for Force Punting Jawas, okay? It's great. That's absolutely great. That's awesome. 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 <laughs> All right. Hey, Adam, with that, I'm going to toss it back to you, man. Okay. This game, um, 
my life heavily revolved around this game for a good while. I don't know how many times I've replayed this game. Um, it is the um, fourth installment in the Dark Forces series. Um, but it is technically tile- titled um, Jedi Knight 3 Jedi Academy. Because uh, the Dark Forces games didn't adopt the Jedi Knight title until the second game. But um, this ends uh, that series of games. Uh, it was on PC. I played it on PC. I, I still have it. I still have the discs for it. Um, I think it was on Xbox as well. GameCube as well. I, I remember that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, that would make sense, too, because Outcast was on GameCube as well. So, um, man, I loved Jedi Academy so, so much. Takes place a few years after um, Return of the Jedi, of course. You play as new uh, Jedi prospect Jaden Core. And there's some. This game actually leaves um, one of the biggest mysteries. Um, open to me because it's never something I don't know why to this day why I haven't uh, looked into this but but I'll get to that in a bit but anyway you're on your way uh, to Yavin to train in the Jedi Academy under Luke Skywalker and Kyle Katarn who as people know who anyone familiar with the series knows in this whole series up to this game you've played as Kyle Katarn through all those games from in the Dark Force games. Um, but this time, he's kind of like, he'll age you in some of your missions. Um, the story is basically, you go to Yavin, and when you get there, you discover a Sith and what they call cultists. And I'll get to why they call them cultists in a bit. Um, it looks like they're ciphering, um, siphoning energy from the Jedi Temple. And you get uh, knocked out, and Kyle and Luke uh, help you, and you kind of give them a recounting of what happened. And you begin your training. And Luke does a little digging, and he finds out that these people are part of a cult called the Disciples of Ragnos, where their mission is to resurrect the great, long, and dead Sith Lord known as Marco Ragnos, who at that point has been dead Five thousand years, and they want to bring him back and rule the galaxy with him. And the cult is also working with um, remnants of the Imperial Army as well. So they have stormtroopers with them on their side as well. Uh, the way you go through levels is interesting because there's there's basically like three phases of the game. And you kind of go through like five levels in each phase. But it's non-linear. You could pick which mission you want to do first, basically. So so that's cool. That That's fun. And you get aided by um, Chewbacca aids you in like the uh, in the first top, one of the first levels is on Tatooine. So that that's pretty fun. Um, you create your own lightsaber. Um, Jade and Core by default, I think by Star Wars lore, is a human male. But you can make Jaden female. You can make Jaden another race. You could do Rodian. You could do Twi'lek. It's it's pretty fun with the customization. Um, 
and lightsaber, you could pick your uh, a number of different hilts and a number of different colors. I always went yellow all the time. Um, uh, at different portions of the game, you could, I think in the second half of the game, you're allowed to upgrade your lightsaber. And you could choose, you could still choose standard, regular, one lightsaber, dual sabers, or double bladed. And the double bladed has the feature where you can put one side in and just use one side of the saber. And what's really clever about the lightsaber combat in this game is, depending on what you're playing it on, there's a button that will allow you to change your stance. You have three different stances, and that affects your style. I always went with like the last one because you moved the slowest with your lightsaber, but your blows were more powerful. And this game, along with its predecessor, Jedi Outcast, I think were largely responsible to be, along with power battles, they had a heavy impact on how lightsaber combat would be affected in Star Wars games going forward. The, the, game, the lightsaber combat in this game was solid, and this was a game, too. You could switch between third and first person. Um, it was made by, along with LucasArts, it was made by the same studio that it's powered by the engine that powered the Quake games. So when you played it in first person, to give you an idea, that's kind of what the gameplay was when you played in first person, if you were using a gun or anything like that. But you use a lightsaber, you go right back in the third person. Uh, cool action sequences, like if you slice down an enemy with your lightsaber and you kill them, it'll do like this slow motion kill and go into like these cool um, angles. Um, there are parts where you can cut off people's limbs. There's no blood. But, you know, it's like, I guess in a sense, you know, it's cauterized in a way. You know, it's a lightsaber. So the heat, boom, it just seals it shut. But th it, it happens in some parts. And I, I thought that was a very interesting aspect to add in the game. The levels were so fun. Uh, very unforgiving as well. I remember there's a level where you go into a uh, cargo depot and this uh, syndicate unleashes not just any kind of rancor it's like a rancor the size of godzilla on steroids with all of these tanks and it's back and everything. it's like a mutated rancor basically and um you actually can't really have you can't really fight it like head on you kind of just have to avoid it really for the most part um i remember the last level which takes place on korriban and there's this cool part because that's the showdown like the, the disciples of ragnos are there they're going to the tomb of marco ragnos which you could also visit in the first kotor game as well nice little touch there um and before i go any further marco ragnos was like he's a sith hybrid i think he's like half like half sith race and i think half was he half human i can't remember Ooh, that's, but i know that's he's a half real deep sith. cut for me as will yeah, find it out first. Yeah, but he's but he's half though because Sith, the Sith race had red colored skin. Marco Ragnos had blue colored skin. Um, yeah, he was half breed. You're right. Yeah, and um, I don't think he used a lightsaber. He was just very like force heavy as as a Sith Lord. Remember, this is five thousand years right. ago, so you know things were very different. You know, so if it's five thousand years ago by um. 
that Star Wars timeline, it was three thousand years before the Kotor timeline, basically. I think in I think in, in Kotor, you I know in in the first one certainly you you can go into a tomb. Yeah. And get like an ancient vibro blade, which so a sword. So there definitely wouldn't have been a lightsaber at that right, at that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, I remember in the Korriban level, members of the Jedi Academy meet you there, and there's this part where you get into. It's what they basically call like the valley, basically where mm-hmm. all the other tombs are, and you're on like top of like this giant stairwell and you could just look down and you could see all the jedi and the sith cultists just duking it out in lightsaber combat what a sight to see it it was just like wow there's a lot riding on this it felt like um alternate endings you could do a light side ending and a dark side ending the dark side ending was cool to explore i just feel like it was kind of slightly a little like right a little watered down compared to the light side ending but still pretty cool um if there's a character i hate more you know people give jar jar binks a lot of hate um i don't i think the character i hate the most in star wars history is rosh pennon what a tool yeah i hated rosh so badly (laughs) oh my god even from the very beginning of that game i was just like i don't like you you're gonna do something to screw this all up and sure enough he does rosh kind of falls to the dark side but um you can you can help him uh you are um the main enemy is tavion who was the apprentice of dasan in jedi outcast she's taken over after kyle katarn killed dasan in jedi outcast so that's cool she resurrects marco ragnos and um he possesses her so you have to have like this really tense battle in the tomb of Ragnos and you know battle it out because so the cultists now I, I brought that up a couple of times what the disciples of Ragnos did was they siphon force energy wherever they can with this um, scepter that belonged to Marco Ragnos and they would artificially implant force energy into their followers actually they weren't too powerful in the force but they were it made them capable to hold their own in a battle at least so you would fight these cultists in lightsaber combat and they could you know they could use force powers on you so that was an interesting element as well you can pick um what force powers you want to use you can upgrade them but you could choose between light and dark um if you pick too many dark Kyle Katarn kind of warns you not to travel down the dark side of the force, (laughs) but that doesn't exactly have an impact on the game. It, your choice to turn to the dark side or not is basically when you go to help Rosh late in, in the final stages of the game, basically. Um, I really loved the idea of Darth Vader's secret castle on Vajun, which is a planet that is, constantly doused in acid rain that hurts you as well um fun multiplayer uh in the game as well you had you know you had deathmatch team deathmatch i think there was a capture the flag but the highlight was the one-on-one lightsaber duel mode friends and i he had quite a good time with that if you weren't playing you were spectating um and it was just very very clever concept for multiplayer you could customize 
how you want your character to look, or you could choose um, like a, like a pre-made model, like of any of like past characters or like generic characters. Um, you could also change their color between red and blue because you have like a red and blue team if you're playing teams. So sometimes if I wasn't using like a custom-made character, I'd pick Boba Fett, but I would always make him like blue. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that was kind of fun, like just blue Mandalorian armor, yellow lightsaber. That was just like a always like a fun thing for me. Um, but fun story, um, fun fact: if you know people played the original Star Wars Battlefront, um, you know back on the PS2 and the Xbox, one of the Imperial soldiers you could play as is this dark trooper, this big. It, it, they look roided up, but they're re- they're really actually droids, actually. And if people ever wondered what series they came from, it's the Dark Forces series. That's why it's called Dark Forces because the first Dark Forces game introduces that concept of the Dark Trooper, actually, as well. Just a fun little fact. Yeah. But I, um, but no, the, the game was pretty. Uh, I think innovative, and I liked the non-linear aspect to traverse through uh, levels. It was fun. It was it was cool. Um, there's a cool swoop bike level too, where you can use your lightsaber while you're on the swoop bike as well. The mechanics for that could have gone totally south, but it worked. They did a great job in development with that game. Very fun. Yeah, yeah. man. Ah, oh, I loved it. I was I was incorrect earlier. I, I said that this this was on GameCube. This one was, as you're right. The second one is this was uh, this was on Xbox and and and, and computer. Yeah, okay. I I played I played this on PC. Um, man, God, it was so much fun just going through. Uh, yeah, and I remember I, I love. First of all, I love Kyle Katarn. I absolutely love anything and everything Kyle Katarn. I I he's one of the, he's a he's a character who I was I said earlier there's a EU Legends character I wish would come back. I don't know that we'll ever see Kyle Katarn again. I think I'm maybe more on the fence that somebody I, hope. I I think I'm more on the fence now that somebody will become a Kyle Katarn character. Uh, maybe Ezra Bridger, maybe Cal Kestis, somebody will be that kind of like I'm a Jedi but I kind of do things my own way. Right. Thing as Luke rebuilds the Jedi Temple, right, and, and stuff like that, and so maybe, maybe it's maybe, hey, maybe it is Kalkatar, and I'd love it, or maybe it is, uh, maybe they just somebody eventually becomes almost that type of a character. One thing I wanted to mention really quick too was one of the biggest mysteries for me, which I said there was one I didn't mention that I realized in the beginning of the game, um, when you're on your way to Yavin, you already have your lightsaber. None of the other students going to the temple have their lightsaber. And Rosh asks Jaden Kaur how he got his lightsaber. And he responds with, well, it's kind of a long story. And then the story gets interrupted. You, I never knew how Jaden actually ever got his lightsaber. I don't know if that's so, yeah, I, I don't know if that's ever answered. Uh, another fun fact, too. Um, some people might not have expected it. Just, you know, you might have thought Jaden Core was a one-off character for this game. Uh, Jaden Core has a had a I didn't read these novels that revolved around like the Yuuzhan Vong War and stuff like that, but Jaden Core did play a part in that era of Star Wars as well. Actually, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. Guys, let me tell you. Something. Can I, let me hop in here real quick because yeah, I yeah. actually had only ever seen uh, a cousin of mine play this game. I never actually played it myself, and I looked up you know some stuff. I mean, I. I uh, Kyle Katarn, I like that character, so I knew about this, yep, you know, kind of a vague idea of the events that take place in it. 
And as you said, when you said the character's name, because it's been just years since I've heard uh, Jaden Core mentioned, right. I was like, what? That's the name <laughs> of the character? And I thought to myself, wait a second. And I literally, Matt has, has heard me talk a lot about Legacy of the Force, that Legacy of, For uh, of, of, of the Force, and then the Fate of the Jedi series, and as you said, even some of the Yuuzhan Vong New Jedi Order series, uh, Core is huge. Yeah. He's huge in that. Core actually, and this is what's crazy, I was thinking, and I never got to it, but even years after Master Skywalker, there's a group that emerges called the One Sith, and Core's, uh, Core's consciousness, at one, at one of the missions, he is, and I don't know if they did it for continuity sake, because like in the novels they changed his eye color, and so they said, "Well, we, they explained that because he his consciousness was was shifted into one of the uh, clones that the Sith, the human clones, had made. This group of one Sith had made these clones as sleeper agents that they were going to awaken inside the Republic, and they were going to use that were Force sensitives." He transfers his consciousness into that individual later on. It's such a it's such a crazy story later on. I was sitting here going like I had never knew because a lot of those guys, um, when I would read about them later on in, in the late series, they have their origins in a lot of these video games, um, which is which is really cool. You start to learn about them there. A lot of them you see even in the X Wing series where they're not even Jedi yet. Like Luke has 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 not yet recruited them, and, and then eventually you know in these. Um, video games they would do stuff where they would go to his temple and they would learn and stuff it, it's sick it is such a sick connection and i did not know that was the name of that main character uh because i'm sitting here going i i was like there's no way that he because i was like that series is much later i'm like is that the same guy is it the same core went and looked and holy crap it is they kept that guy wove him into the novels which is just sick yeah yeah cause so. I, I um because like i said i didn't read any of like the use on vong stuff but i remember being I, cause I totally fell in love with that game the second I started playing it. And I, I just, I liked Jaden as a character and I just kind of thought to myself, Oh, I wonder if they did anything else with this character. And, you know, you go on like one of the, the star Wars wikis or whatever. That's, I just kind of like did a lot of reading up yeah. uh, through that. And that's how I kind of learned all that, uh, about him like oh. way, way back when. So. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I, man, I played this, I played this on PC probably around ooh, 2007. I want to say, um, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and it, you can now play it on Switch and PS4. Uh, it is. It, you can get it on the Switch eShop yeah. and and PS4. Um, man, it had the multiplayer is where it's at though. There is still some people still today. There are videos, YouTube videos and stuff like that that say that the this game to to this day is the best lightsaber combat. And the modding community again is huge. Um, I mean, I remember playing this back in 2007 as you and I were at the Newark house uh, yeah. and I, we, were, we, were, we were playing this man and or I was playing it and I was playing online and just full lobbies. And I think there still are. And they're just everyone's just going to toe to toe. You can use different lightsaber um, combinations. As you say, Adam, uh, any color, you know, all that stuff. Um, and uh, there's mods. I mean, every character. So I remember it was 2007, and I was playing it, and I found this mod, and it was like, oh, sweet. I can do a one-on-one -on -one battle. I can make myself look like Qui-Gon. I can make that guy look like Darth Maul, and I can put us in the in the room, man, in the room where they fought. And then you have the middle thing that fell down. So cool. And, of course, obviously today there's, there's tons and tons and tons and tons more mods because that was like 2007 and, you know, so um, everything. So, yeah. Ah, it's so good. Um, again, it's on Steam. It's on Switch. It's on. It's on PS4. Uh, yeah. Check it out. The yeah. 
the Switch and PS4 versions now have total multiplayer accessibility. So yeah. if anyone wants to try it, that's the, your best chance. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, Ez, hey, we'll toss a review for the last game, man. All right. Uh, yeah, and this I just picked a, a, a recent one. There's a bunch of games we could kind of pick, but I figured throw in a modern one here. I was actually going to uh, talk about whether it be um, Fallen Jedi Order. I always say it wrong. Star Wars, what is it? Fallen Jedi Order. Jedi, I was going to bring that Jedi up. Fallen Order, I think. Is, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it was good. This is Star Wars Squadrons, and it's just yeah. the most recent game that I that I played, and I played through some of the... There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the story mode. So this came out um, October... Second, right? Um, mm-hmm. So PlayStation, Xbox, uh, PC, the whole thing, and it has the fe- so it's a multiplayer game mode. It has it has multiplayer game mode, and it's also a, a single player campaign. So what I played was the campaign. I love uh, you know the the story element, trying to see sort of like where is this set, uh, what's going on, how does it add to the story. I'm just a guy who's really into all the story. And outside of that, you know, quite I might actually have to rely on Adam here for some of the multiplayer mode because I never even really got to that aspect of it yet. So um, I just liked the campaign so much and, you know, uh, worked worked through it. It was it was awesome. I, I put it on story mode because I was god awful at the controls for this and like trying to figure I'm just not a space battle guy. So, uh, you know, getting into that was was pretty cool. But it it basically uh, you're kind of following two squadrons, right? You're, you're, uh, the campaign, it kind of goes back and forth between the New Republic's Vanguard Squadron and the Galactic Empire's Titan Squadron. Uh, and both of these are involved in the uh, Republic's project called Starhawk. And it's this massive weapon that the New Republic is working on. I guess I don't want to spoil all of it because it is still kind of a relatively new, new, new game, but... It's pretty awesome. There's there's a couple of surprise sort of endings. There's surprise characters that show up that are connections back to animated series like TV series, and uh, it's 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 pretty cool. These cutscenes were where you'll you'll recognize some of the characters that pop in there. And actually, um, it feels a lot too. Uh, it, like there's a novel. It's the Alphabet Squadron uh, series. It's kind of all about. I think it's to me. It kind of replaces the I've old X Wing series. Yeah, it's. It's it's neat because you're following um, squadrons. You're actually following different groups, and so then this is a game where we get to kind of play as a new squadron and protect Project uh, Starhawk, which is like top secret. So anytime top secret project, what are they working on it for? Why is it important? Is pretty cool. And something that Disney's been doing, and that it's what's been happening. I guess yeah, I guess it's mainly Disney. Um, they've been taking characters. One of the characters you come across is uh, Lyndon, Lyndon Javes, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he, he's, he's the guy in the beginning um, who he will switch sides. He oh, is originally, yeah, with the Empire and is on a mission, realizes that he, he totally just, you know, switches sides, joins the Rebel Alliance, and then he's their guy, and he kind of helps them as they combat some of the Galactic Empire's uh, TIE squadrons. And... A member of his squadron is somebody who you kind of go back and forth with, and there's this, uh, you know, kind of a bunch of fighting. But you visit different planets. Um, you, you get to go on on these on these various missions. You get to escort. You get to attack. Um, yeah, it's it's just really cool, and it's pretty neat that you go back and forth. You see both sides of this story, and you almost kind of get to like both sides, which is odd. I I, I actually love that in games where you're, where you're kind of you know going back to the Force Unleashed, where you're playing on the other side. And it's like, wait, what is this? Is this is wild, right? I mean, we're the bad guys. Like, what's going on? Air quote, bad guys. 
Uh, some people will take issue with that, especially uh, Nick, Matt's brother, you know, yeah. of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy! Uh, but um, yeah, it, it was it's it's really neat. And again, I don't know Adam much about like the multiplayer, you know, mode on this, but the single player campaign for me was awesome. I even went back. I got. Uh, three quarters of the way through it, and then I, for sake of time, because I wanted to kind of do a video on it and work on it, I watched some gameplay, or I just watched some cutscenes uh, that were online too, just to finish it out because it's it's new, it's it's uh, just over a month old, really. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because I didn't play a lot of the story, so, but I I was doing a lot of the multiplayer with like my brother and, and a friend of mine. Yeah, I really do have to get back to the story though. Because I'm sure I could unlock different things as well that I probably don't even know about. But I mean, it, it seems like a, a like a fun little story, and I I like that little bit in the beginning where, you know, the guy from uh, the Empire defects. Um, anytime I, I I see, not that this really has to do with anything, it's just a little fun tidbit I want to throw in. Anytime I see somebody defect from the Empire, whether it be in that game or like with Inferno Squadron in Battlefront Two. I always think about that deleted scene from the first movie when Biggs tells Luke that he's going to defect, you know, like it always makes me think to that. Um, The multiplayer is pretty fun. Um, I like to dogfight a lot. Personally, the fleet battles are fun, Uh, but I I think you have to really carefully consider your, your loadout and what you want uh, to use. And, and plus you, you just got to make sure your whole team is working together as a unit. Yeah. Like there's, there's no time to do any of that lone wolf crap in, right. in multiplayer. You know, you're all part of a squadron. It's a, it's, it's a team effort. You have to watch each other. And it's like, don't, don't go all in as the same, uh, starship. Maybe, you know, like, okay, like sure. X wings rule. I love X wings. I love Y wings too. Those are the kind of the main things that I use, but I take careful consideration to when I use them, I might be more prone to using a Y wing for a fleet battle because it's a bomber, you know. Yeah, so I yes. might be more effective against a capital ship. Basically, you can tailor an X wing to do some decent damage to a capital ship, you know, with like an ion torpedo and stuff like that and everything too. But um, again, it really depends on what your team's playing as. Like if you're playing as rebels, make sure someone's a U wing so they could constantly resupply your team and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And you have to, you know, dogfight when you need to, like, especially when you have to defend your territory. Cause there's just, Oh, you know, my experience playing a lot of people are just, even in a fleet battle, people are just only about dogfighting and getting their kill rank up. It's like, don't think about that. Think about the objective-based parts of, of the level, because that's how you're going to win. You have to defend your flagships, defend your flagships, then dogfight then. If you're on the offensive, dogfight when you absolutely need to. Like, if an enemy is tailing you, re- the rerouting of systems of your starship systems was very impressive. And I, I can't imagine how they probably got, I can't imagine the painstaking process to get that to work in this game because it's like, okay, you could put all of, all of your ship's power into the shields. And -hmm. the best part is, is you could have your shields as a whole. You could power more shields to the front of you which is effective if you're going head on dog fighting or if you're going head on into a capital ship. But if someone's chasing you reroute your shields all the way to the back of you, you know, so that's pretty clever. 
Um, as far as um, you could reroute it to the engines. Maybe do that if you're trying to get to a certain part of the map quicker or if you're trying to get away from somebody quicker and also use your countermeasures in, in part with that as well. That's the best time to use your countermeasures. Um, your weapon system. Maybe just use it just put all your power into the weapon system when you know you have an advantage over your enemy, you know, because if you route power into any of those three systems, it's going to deduct from the other two. So you you just got to be very mindful of, of when you do that. And, um, my, my biggest curve here with this game was, um, in battlefront two, I loved space battles, and I was expecting this to feel a lot like that. Totally different ball game. Yeah. And I, a lot of people will say this: this game is a total love letter to the original Tie Fighter arcade game. In a sense, I feel like um, that's the closest thing I could compare this to. And the the the, um, X, the X-wing series too on on PC that X-wing yeah, Tie Fighter yeah, that, series. Yeah, I, I did mean to say that too. That's a good point. Yeah, thank you. Um, but you have to be very mindful. There, there are points where I realized I stopped flying, you know, and I didn't even yeah. like, realize it. Yeah, to yeah. Be totally, totally mindful. It's, it's, it's very sim-like, the yeah. game. Um, yeah. I can't wait to explore more of the story mode. I've um, taken a break from it for a while, just been playing other stuff. But um, I, I, I don't know how you feel feel about it as but a lot of people didn't spoil anything for me but a lot of people told me eh, the story is like fun but it's nothing like too great compared to a star wars game would you would you agree with that though or um... uh yeah, yeah i mean th- since i've read some of the other novels and i kind of like some of the characters who pop up on the screen and you see them in rebels or they've been in they've been in book series um that was kind of cool to see them step onto the video game you know cutscene and boom there there they are i'm like wow that's pretty that's pretty awesome so that part was neat it was just that surprise factor but you really don't um it's a lot it's a big secret project and that's really what it is you don't get very close to the new republic like i wanted to like i wanted to get a lot closer to them and understand what was going on and you do understand i think a little bit more about what the empire is struggling with which was kind of neat but it doesn't really push the story um that much further you just get a general idea of what is happening with the empire and their struggle with the new republic uh more more details and they're kind of expanding that in in some of these other series so i i get that uh 100 it is not the greatest like i said i played it for the story because i always want to know kind of what's going on in canon where how are we pushing these characters forward sure, yeah the whole story but um yeah it was I'm not going to say underwhelming. It was it was good. There were surprise moments. And once you like these characters and you because you do, you'll start to really get attached to, um, you know, the, the leaders of the squadrons and the two kind of commanders and stuff. And you see them go through their ups and downs and you get invested in their kind of internal, almost like a, a, a feud or like a rivalry between these two squadrons. And you're like, wow, um, that's that's kind of cool. And it's the same thing that they're actually doing in the Alphabet Squadron series. They have an, an actual um you know, rivalry. Alphabet Squadron is kind of rival uh, has this rivalry with um, the, like the Shadow, you know, Squadron or whatever. And so it's just and that part of it was cool, but it doesn't really do a whole lot for like adding more context to the greater, I guess, I guess story. It's it's smaller in in that respect. So 
I like that you brought that up to the whole rivalry thing. Um, because, uh, my initial reaction to playing this game was that it reminded me a lot of, uh, this is like Star Wars. If Star Wars was Ace Combat, this this mm-hmm. is this is the yeah. game, and like the whole rivalry thing just makes me think Ace Combat Four, Mobius uh, Squadron, and Yellow Squadron, just mm-hmm. totally the opposite sides, but <laughs> they were rivals. Um, you have a ship you favor uh, in this game? Well, uh, yeah. So I I first of all, just anytime I could get into a Y wing, I loved that. It was it was pretty cool. And actually, you brought up something that was interesting as I was going through the story mode. I was like, wait a second, you can direct power to your front shields or your rear shields. I was like, that is that for me was like it felt very like real. And I was like, yeah. it's not just an all around shield. I get I get to kind of control. I I felt like there was so much to kind of monitor. And then you're in the cockpit. I believe I mean, maybe I accidentally did it, but like I think you can switch the whole cockpit view. I know it's but it's a first person perspective. It says it's played exclusively from a first person perspective. I thought I saw because I don't know a lot of what I at one point I like triple clicked the joystick and I thought that I was maybe I was just like, you know, in a weird, weird place. But anyways, most of it you spent in the in the cockpit and you can see the panels. You can see all the different things where your shields are, right. your strength. And then, as you say, you needed kind of a uh, uh, like sometimes a resupply. And so you had your U-wing kind of come in there, resupply you, get you get you what you needed. And that was another element. You had to watch and monitor when you did that, which was Really, really, really cool. I didn't actually mind the cockpit view. And again, it might have been yeah, that I was too I, I close to like it. a Star Destroyer and like all of a sudden something wonky happened with my camera and I popped it. I don't know. But I I, I, I was trying to tell Matt, like, is that is that true that it's a, it's it's a first person perspective only exclusive only like can you switch out to what's what's the Third other person? What I guess. Third person. No, yeah, yeah, you can't switch out. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. See that? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Because I, I haven't I haven't I haven't really picked it up. But that because that's been my. Uh, my thing where I just kind of looked at it and I was like, eh, I don't know. So I mean, I'm sure I will get it at some point when it goes on sale on Steam. I'll 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 play I'll play it down the road. If if I could play in third person, I'd be all over it. Um, it's just I'm yeah. just not I'm just not as big on the first person. But I will say, um, you can play the game in VR, which actually feels like it would be like totally awesome. <laughs> like get a jo- get a joystick. And uh, yeah, because like, like yeah, a flight stick. A like flight stick, thing. yeah, because I feel like I feel like playing this game in VR because it is gorgeous. I mean, it's 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 really yeah, it pretty great, game. Yeah. Would be would be absolutely absolutely. And I do. And the thing I like about it, um, just in you know, again, I haven't, I haven't really played it, but uh, it just, I mean, it only came out like uh, less than a month ago, I think. Um, is I I I do like that the, it's it's a throwback specifically to you know a franchise that you know a lot of people really loved. A lot of people love that old X Wing Tie Fighter series. Um, cause all those are first person, right. You know? And so it's, it's, it's a throwback to that, um, which is cool. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's good it, for me. I, I like the fact just to know that, Hey, they are, they are expanding star Wars and they are, they are doing throwbacks to some of those old, you know, those old, those old franchises. Right. Um, you know, and then that kind of ultimately turned into what I think is one of the best Star Wars franchises. Uh, not that we'll get into that today because we could be on there forever. You know, the Rogue Squadron series, right? Because then it turns into that. Yeah. And the Rogue Squadron games are just, I mean, uh, amazing. Rogue Squadron 2 is still like, pff, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's like Star Wars royalty. And when it comes to video games, that's, you know, I mean, so I think it's, I think, I think it's cool. And I'm sure I will check it out at, at some point in the future. There's a cool bit 
has like no major effect on right. the game, but it, it, it's it's a fun little tidbit. There's a level, a multiplayer, where um, sometimes there might be debris or a um, or um, asteroid fields and stuff like that. But there's one specific level. Um, it's got like like it's a space battle. You're it's shrouded in clouds and stuff. But there's an um, a Star Destroyer destroyed, but it was from the Republic era, actually. So it's got, like, the red stripes on it and uh, stuff like that. But I, th- I thought that was, a, like, a fun little piece to add in because it's like, okay, we're only playing as uh, New Republic or the Empire. So um, maybe with the Rebels and the uh, Empire, really. And uh, I just kind of thought, that's fun to add something from the prequel trilogy into this uh, a little bit because right. um, they're, they're adding um, the B-Wing to it now as well, actually. Okay. So yeah, I did, I, I did just see – I saw on IGN, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, but I think I read the story. To, I was reading it. Uh, I, look, I, saw, I saw the thing yesterday. I read it today um that there is an update coming so there is going to be some more yeah. some more some more content coming and stuff like that and i, and I know they added because you get your little bobblehead uh in there that there was yeah. there was a mandalorian bo- update or there is coming a a mandalorian update would you get like a little baby yoda uh bobblehead yeah in, in no they, they did it when um like right oh, before okay, so it's already episode out, yeah. one came out yeah i um i haven't checked in to see if like you could still do the challenges for it i'll have to like boot up my game and, and take a look but that's that seemed fun you know yeah. it, it, more incentive for people to play to get you know cool exclusive stuff for, for the time being uh, anyway and they totally fooled us too because they originally said we're not going to get updates for this yeah. game at all they did say that and now we got this coming out and i forget what else is being added to it um there is something else being added to the empire's end as well but when i found out we're that the uh the Rebel uh, New Republic side was getting the B-Wing. I became very curious because it has the, the folded-in mode mm-hmm. and then it has the mode where it just drops down. I really want to know like how that's going to affect the gameplay and like what what the different modes of that ship can do, maybe. Yeah. Like, so, wait and see. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely, guys. All right, man. Woo! Love talking Star Wars. We could talk for hours, uh, and we're just talking about the games. We didn't even talk about the movies or the (laughs) literally anything. And we only covered a handful of the games. I mean, obviously there are an an infinite number of honorable mentions. You you, you get the Lego series. There's a new one of those coming out. Um, Gosh, the Rogue Squadron series, Knights of the Old Republic. You've got uh, oh man, I mean the racing series, Episode One Racer. the Republic Commando. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. So, uh, absolutely, thank you guys uh, for coming on the show today. We can definitely do this again and talk some more Star Wars in the future. Uh, Adam, where can people find you on the internet, man? On uh, Twitter, if you dare desire to follow, I could be found at uh, King of Fuss Style on Twitter, and Instagram is. Uh, Wolfman Adam 12, uh, spelt out 12, not the number 12. So, yeah. Awesome. All right, Ez, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, uh, again, on Twitter, um, at WalkRat underscore 2M for right now. You know, I've kind of taken a break on some other social medias, but I'm keeping the old Twitter active so I can get on there and just 
you know, let people know what I think about uh, uh, Star Wars and the Mandalorian. I'm out there tweeting every day at Wompret underscore 2M. And there you can find all of our, our projects listed under my uh, kind of profile, too. Absolutely awesome. You can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. And again, guys, hey, if you want more Star Wars content, Ez and I do run an entire Star Wars podcast as well as YouTube called Hyperspace Hangout, where we're talking Mandalorian and all that stuff. We're going to have to get Adam on uh, for an episode over, over there for sure. Um, guys, And hey, upload stuff on YouTube, on the uh, Boxtrick channel, um, as well as over on Twitch. So you guys can certainly check out more stuff there. If you like this episode, you know, hey, leave a comment. Shoot me an email at boxtrickgaming at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And as always, thanks for listening.